0: The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple
1: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 19th. My name is CJ Baumgartner. No Corey Tackman today. We're going to let him rest his chops again for a second day, but I'm not alone on this Friday. It's our activities director check around. And right now, we're talking with Matt Radnicki, the activities director at New York Mills. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining me this morning.
0: Good, real good. Can't can't complain at all. <laughs> Getting through the winter season and it's going good. So
1: yeah, a lot of stuff going on right now at New York Mills. Let's start off with the girls basketball team. Towards the top of the Park Region Conference again this year. How is uh, everything going with Coach Dunroot and company?
0: Oh, real good. You know our girls program is um, started out kind of slow. It's very similar to last year. Uh, we were one and five at one time, and now we're uh, seven and six, and and you know competing well and. We've gotten better you know, obviously in the wins and last column, but it's also we've gotten better as a team. You can see that on the floor and you know, not only our, our varsity program but through the ranks. Um we just had our elementary girls basketball tournament here last weekend in, in Mills and it was a very good successful day for the young ladies playing and it's just fun to see those kids out there playing at all ages.
1: And you know, a milestone for a member of the varsity team is Ayla Olson got her a thousandth point. How cool was that?
0: Yeah, you know, it's really cool, and she's only a junior, and so hopefully we'll get a lot more baskets from her in the next half year and, and next year. But, uh, you know, Ayla's worked really hard to reach her goals, not only in, in uh, basketball, but volleyball and, and softball as well. Um, she's puts a lot of time in, plays a lot of AU basketball,
1: and uh, has, you
0: know, earned that uh, through her hard work. But also her teammates. It's kind of, a, you know, a plug for her teammates, too, that, um, you know, they play well together, get the ball to yellow when they need to, and, um you know, realize that he is a good scorer, but at the same time, a good team player. So we're happy for her, but we're also happy our team is playing well and, and better. And that's kind of coincidence. She's scoring a little bit more and we're just, you know, seem to be playing a little bit better basketball.
1: Shifting gears over to the boys basketball team, a rebuilding season. What have you seen out of coach Bounty company in that development this year and just kids getting better as the season goes on?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle for them. Um, a growing pains, you would say is correct. A, a building season. Um, you know, I think they're working hard. They're getting better. Um, sometimes it's hard to say that, and the kids are a little frustrated right now. Um, they felt like they let a couple of games get away that they maybe could have gotten. But you know, the same thing. You know, through the ranks, they're working hard, and it seems like uh, you know, like I, 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 not not for lack of effort. They're putting the effort in, and um, I still see them having fun out there. I still see them having smiles on their faces, enjoying playing basketball with their friends and, and competing against other teams. And they're definitely competing. We had a tough loss the other night against Verndale here, but at the same time, um, we're competing with some teams and uh, I hopefully get a W here soon, but um, proud of the boys and, and coaches for what they're working. You know, they're, they haven't given up and just laid down the practice. They work hard and uh, nice to see that from them. And it's good learning life, life learning lesson. It's hard to say, you know, keep going at it, but they're persevering and, and the good things will get, it's going to get better, you know, eventually for them and the wins and losses.
1: And, you know, I saw something uh, over the last week that you guys at New York Mills and Wadena Deer Creek are doing in boys' basketball, a little traveling trophy, a little kind of rivalry matchup you guys are trying to create here. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, you know, we're really excited about that. Um, actually, all the credit goes to Kevin Toomberg and Mike Bowney, our two head coaches. Um, they came up with the idea, and uh, Norm and I have just kind of uh, fed off of it, but created like we call the Highway 10 Showdown, and we're going to play all levels, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I'm not playing junior high this year because junior high was earlier in the, uh, before Christmas this year in our conference schedule. But then we'll play C-Squad, JV, and, and varsity, and each game will count as a point. And we got a nice traveling trophy that we're going to start giving to each other um, you know, back and forth, along with the idea that we're going to have a spaghetti supper here in Mills um, for our basketball boosters club. And we're hoping to get some Ladina people over here to eat and, and Mills people. And then next year we'll, we'll do the contest, the Challenge Cup, I call it Challenge Cup. They call it Highway 10 Showdown is the official name, so I'm there to get it right Um, next year in Wadena, and we can return their favor and kind of get that going. You know, our kids enjoy playing Wadena in all our sports, whether it's girls or boys. We do have a nice kind of rivalry getting with them in baseball and football and volleyball and other sports. So um, we look forward to it. I think it'll be good for the fans, and it'll be kind of neat to see all the levels of basketball being played, um, you know, in one night in, in one gym. So it'll be kind of neat to see that.
1: Let's uh, talk a little bit about the cheerleading program. What have you seen out of them this winter?
0: Yeah, you know we're 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 fortunate to have some cheerleaders in basketball. That's kind of a dying um, sport in some ways, and and um, I appreciate that. And um, we had wrestling cheerleaders come up this year, younger girls that are working hard with their advisor. So we have four there and four in basketball. So you know they're kind of keeping it going. Um, we're we're proud to keeping it going, and you know they work hard and they do a lot of little things. I know. In the football realm, in the fall of the year, they helped me out tremendously with a lot of small stuff. So, I appreciate that, and the locker tags and this kind of the school spirit the atmosphere it helps out for all the programs.
1: Moving over to wrestling, what have you seen out of the mat out of the Eagles this year?
0: Yeah, you know we've had some really neat things going on in our wrestling program. Um, Doug Sale and Dean Sale were recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. Two former, a um, former athletes from New York Mills and state champion and Dean and. And Doug was a long-time coach at New York Mills here and still is working in the program as an advisor. But, um, you know, we were able to do that. And then last night, or just recently, uh, we renamed our wrestling room, Mitch who started a wrestling program back in 1959. He was one of the founders, I believe, that started it, and got it going, and coached for many years in the early 60s and 70s. So, you know, there's a lot of good recognition for past history of our program, but that family, wrestling family, is very close. Um, they get... You know, help each other out. There's a good wrestling club that we have that's strong that supports each other and it's kind of neat, you know, we're starting to get the female aspect with the high school girls wrestling going and we have some girls that are participating. It's kind of nice to see that. I saw one of the ladies get her first victory the other night on the mat, you know, so um, they were excited about that, but it's kind of um, you know, something new starting and new excitement and I think it's going to bring um, a lot of um, just new avenues, new opportunities for wrestling in general just to get the female portion going for the for the program, but you know, Coach Demi does a nice job. Um, the kids are working hard, and we have some good individuals um, lacking a little depth. But at the same time, we're developing that with some of the middle school wrestlers. But they're not quite ready yet. But at the same time, we compete and and, and doing a nice job, and we have some individuals that are very doing very successful in that. So.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned that that family aspect and just the legacy of New York Mills wrestling. How cool is it to to honor that past and to kind of help that push forward into the future?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, you kind of have to live it and see it to, to know what it's like. But, you know, our wrestling family, is they're really close. And they, they see a lot of, you know, a lot of the same names, Wellers, Geysers, you know, Salos. You hear those names over and over kind of in the wrestling world, whether they're coaching here, coaching somewhere else, being involved in it. And those names get turned over and over. And it's um, you know, kind of neat to see that uh, aspect of you know now it's their kids that are doing it and now their kids are coming through the program and they're in a different role as a parent now and helping out instead of being the athlete and they know what it's like and um, they appreciate what we've done. And, you know, like we have an um, elementary wrestling tournament tonight. They'll run that tournament and it'll be running just perfect. I mean, you know, I know there's going to be a little hiccup somewhere, but, you know, they're just going to do a really good job and be successful and uh, help myself out in the program. But, you know, strong family ties there. You're working together and helping each other, and it's been neat to see that. And and it's been there for the 30 years I've been here plus. So, I mean, it's kind of continues to go, and I don't see any reason why it won't continue to go.
1: Matt, why don't you just run through some of the other sports that you guys have going on? I know you guys are paired in a couple different areas for some of those other winter programs. Just kind of run down the line. How are they doing this year?
0: Yeah, we're paired with hockey with Detroit Lakes right now, and the, the girls' hockey team is doing, and I shouldn't say girls. We're not paired with the boys, but just paired with the girls' program. And uh, they're doing very well, and Aurora is an athlete that comes from New York Mills, and sacrifices getting there. It's a long drive for practice and that, but uh, she's doing very well, and their is doing pretty good. So that's kind of a neat new aspect for us, too. Um, you know, we talked about other things going on. Trap shooting had her sign up. We know we have a large trap shooting delegation. We usually have to turn kids away, which – we don't like to do, but at the same time, we have our numbers. We're over 50 last year, and um, they had their first um, meeting here this past week, and, uh, you know, just starting to get their things organized as far as the Spring Trap Shooting League, which comes on, you know, which we need to see speech. I have a new uh, English teacher, Leah roberts Vizi, and she's a former student who was in speech, and she's taken over our speech program, and she's got competitive speech going, and they have their first meets coming up. So a lot of things happening in the sports world, but not only in you know, like we call like the athletic world, but with the speech and trap shooting and some other things, we're trying to get esports and something that we're looking at in exploratory stages, but I'm not a gamer. So (laughs) that's new to me, but at the same time, you know, there is a niche for that, you know, they're offering college scholarships for esports kids now. So we're looking at those avenues and we're, you know, looking forward to getting those things started and going and, and hopefully provide, you know, more activities and opportunities for our student athletes in New York Mills.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned that that diverse kind of uh range of sports and activities and kind of making sure everybody has some kind of extracurricular activity to be a part of, right?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, everyone has different uh, enjoyments and wants and needs and so on. And, you know, I think you know, we try to have a well rounded activities program. I think everybody does. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the blind might goes to some of the major sports teams, you know, like if it's football or wrestling or basketball or whatever, and nothing is wrong with that, but some of the small sports, like I said, like this, you know, even knowledge bowl or close-up things that are, are co-curricular, but, you know, involve our kids. It's a niche for them to, to get in there. We have a very active FFA program. Um, you know, our kids are going and doing a lot of things with FFA through the summer and affairs and so on. But um, if this gets involved, you know, the statistics show that if you're involved with something, you know, you do better in the classroom, but also some this seems like you have a better chance to have some more success in life this statistically by getting involved in something. And that's my big thing is I just don't want to see kids walking the hallways, not doing anything. I, I don't care if they play football or if they're playing basketball, but just try something. And then obviously it's winter sports, just try something and spring, um, you know, give it a chance and, uh, you know, uh, see what happens. And many times, you know, it's, it's a good experience for them. And if it isn't, at least they've tried, but I think we've provided some pretty good um, basis for good experiences to be had in our activities and, it not always about winning or losing, but making those social interaction connections and friendships that you see the kids' form, and that's really neat to see. So uh, you know that's that's what we've got to try to strive for is developing the whole students. So that's what activities should do. So
1: New York Mills Activities Director Matt Radnicky, joining us on the morning sports desk. Hey, Matt, we appreciate your time. Thanks for filling us in on everything going on in New York Mills over the winter. and we look forward to talking with you whenever spring rolls around.
0: Yep, let's get some of that warm weather coming. This is enough cold for me. But no, anytime you want to talk, I'm glad to. And I appreciate the PR plug for our school and our activities program. And you guys have a good day.
1: New York Mills Activities Director Matt Radnicki joining us on the morning sports desk today and we flip things over to our broadcast schedule tonight on 101.7 and AM 920 KWAD. I'm going to have a Park Region Conference girls basketball game towards the top of the Park Region Conference as we mentioned in the standings yesterday. Verndale and Wadena Deer Creek and New York Mills as we just talked with Coach Radnicki are all tied for second place in the PRC with 5-2 and two records and it's a bit of a circular cycle because Verndale beat Wadena-Deer Creek, Wadena-Deer Creek beat New York Mills, and New York Mills beat Verndale. So it's kind of a a, a circular cycle, I believe, uh, is how that uh, shakes out there. So we're going to get a little bit more clarity tonight. I know Verndale beat Wadena-Deer Creek in December, one of the first games of the season. And that's one, if you're Verndale, you want to go 2-0 against the Highway 10 rival. If you're Wadena-Deer Creek, you want to even up that ledger on your home court Tonight, the Wolverines overall are 7 and 6 on the season, 0 and 4 in section 8AA, 5 and 2 in the Park Region Conference, 3 and 3 on the road, 4 and 3 on their home floor. The last game for the uh, uh for the Wolverines was on Saturday when they played Sabika at the Target Center and they won 80 to 35. And they got that cool uh, moment there, getting to play on the Target Center floor and get that win. Now they're gonna try and do it back on their home floor tonight. For Verndale, they're 12 and three on the season, an impressive six and one in Section 5A, five and two in the Park Region Conference, five and one on the road, seven and two. At home, and their last game was a big-time win up in Nevis last night, 57 to 50. Nevis, a strong team in Section 5A, and Verndale getting the better of them there. So a good win uh, for the Pirates, and we'll see if that'll continue tonight against the Wolverines in that matchup it's going to be a fun one from the WDC Middle High School Gymnasium again I'm going to be on the call for that one it's a 7:15 pregame and a 7:30 tip off can listen on 101.7 and AM 920 KWAD we turn things over to boys Basketball, where we have on AM 1430 and 98.5 FM KNSP, the fan. It is Staples Motley Boys Basketball, as they are hosting the Park Rapids Area. Panthers. believe we still have that one on our broadcast schedule. I think Kyle is filling in for Corey tonight. If uh, everything is correct on my updated broadcast schedule sheet, it's a seven 15 pregame and a seven 30 tip off from the Staples Motley gymnasium. Currently the Cardinals on the season are eight and four, two and O in section seven AA. They are two and three on the road, one and O in neutral site games and five and one on their home floor. And if minnesotascores.net is correct, it says that they have not played a game in the Mid-State Conference yet, which is kind of crazy to think about, but I think they have a lot of that coming up here uh, with that first game, obviously, against Park Rapids area tonight. If you take a look at the Mid-State Conference standings right now, Crosby, Ironton, uh, Detroit Lakes, Park Rapids area, Staples, Molly, and Aiken have all not played each other, so this is really the early portion of Mid-State Conference play, despite the fact that we're in mid to late January Right here, uh, for Park Rapids area on the season, they are nine and four, five and one in Section Eight AA, two and two on the road, four and two on their home floor. The last win was a ninety-six to thirty-six win over Monaga that happened on Tuesday for Park Rapids area. For Staples Motley, their last game was last night an eighty-one to forty-seven loss to Detroit Lakes. So there you go. I guess that's the first mid-state uh, loss for. Uh, or excuse me, I'm looking at the girls' schedule for Staples-Motley. Hold on, let me pull that back here. Uh, Staples-Motley boys' schedule, they played Royalton on Tuesday, and they won 57-56. My mistake on that one. I have too many tabs open on my uh, computer as I look through here. But that's the broadcast schedule, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 tip-off on one, uh, 98.5 FM and 14.30 AM KNSP, The Fan. A couple other news and notes we need to get to on our state sports is... Uh, that the Minnesota Timberwolves just keep winning. Yeah, it wasn't a great win. They had to have a big fourth quarter to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. But at the end of the day, they still covered. They were 13-point favorites, and they won by 15. So they did what they needed to do. Anthony Edwards maybe had a couple plays of the year. Uh, One, he was at the elbow in the midway through the third quarter and kind of like looked. He weaved across like four Grizzlies defenders and then threw it up off the glass and ran in to get the dunk himself. I was talking with Daryl, our sales guy, and, you know, he had the right point. If he can make you so frustrated sometimes with some of the things he does because he's young, but he makes some of those plays, and there's not many people on the planet that can do what Anthony Edwards can do. The Minnesota Timberwolves, and I know everybody says, well, they haven't looked great against some bad competition, and Charles Barkley wants to poke holes in the Timberwolves, and there's some other, there's some even Timberwolves fans that want to poke holes, and is this team a legit number one? Are they? Are they not? They are. They've been in first place in the Western Conference not for a day, not for a week, not for a month. They've been first place in the Western Conference for two straight months. That's a good team. In If you're in the NFL, if you're in the NHL, if you're in the N, uh, uh, Major League Baseball, and you're first place in your league for a month or two months, you're legit. This isn't a flash in the pan. The Wolves have the third easiest schedule From here on out, they need to get better. And according to a report from John Krasinski of The Athletic, the Wolves are interested in stockpiling some depth and realizing that this is probably their best shot to just go for it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that because sometimes you look and you look at the 2019 Twins and they didn't really go for it at the trade deadline because their thought was, well, we don't want to give up Young Capital. We don't want to go all in. Our window's just opening. And I fully get the reasons for that. But also, when you're in your opportunity to win, just win. That's my, that's my thing. You don't know. The Vikings were 13 wins last season. Now, they were 7 wins the next season. My point is, is you don't always know what's going to happen the next season. And if you're in a position to win in the current year, this isn't a 4 seed or 5 seed. You're going to be a top 3 seed in the NBA by the end of the season. You need to go for it. Get that backup point guard behind Mike Conley. Get a couple three-point shooters to help out off the bench. And this team can make some noise in the postseason. They have the number one defense. They're not quite there in three-point makes. They have a decent percentage, but they shoot towards the bottom of the league in three-pointers per game. So it's going to be really interesting to see how everything unfolds, but man, 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 man. These Wolves are good. We just need to enjoy them being good. They're legit. They're legit. I've said before, the Timberwolves have never been successful as an organization, and you need to let them prove it to you before you can jump on the bandwagon. The Wolves have been in first place in their conference, a tough Western conference, for two straight months. You can jump on the bandwagon. It's okay. They've earned your trust just a little bit here. All right, well, one last thing that we need to kind of check off the box. The Wild got pounded last night. The Gophers' men's basketball team lost to Michigan State, so it really is all on the Timberwolves to try and keep Minnesota sports optimism alive over the next, uh, what, few months, really? Unless the Twins? if The Twins have a bad start, man. It's all on the Wolves, so it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, la- last thing that I want to touch on is the NFL playoffs. So last week, me and Corey made our NFL playoffs playoff predictions. And this weekend, you know, let's make them. There's less games. There's half the games. So there's a good chance that uh, maybe I'll be more right. Probably not. But here we go. The first game is tomorrow at three 30 Texans and Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens winning that one. Lamar legit. They're going to do it. They've been a good team. They're going to beat the Texans. The only way the Texans win is if CJ Stroud goes God mode in that game. Uh, best first name in football though. So I'm going to give them that one. i uh, Other game going on tomorrow, the 49ers and the Packers. It's become a yearly tradition over the last 10, 11 years or so that the Packers get humiliated by the 49ers in the postseason. I think that continues again tomorrow as well. I think both one seeds end up winning. Buccaneers and the Lions. I got to give it to the Lions. I do not think the Buccaneers are good enough to outlast it. I think the Lions winning that first postseason game, they've gotten cocky. Don't get me wrong. I don't like to see that they're going to win, but I think the Lions of all teams are going to end up in the NFC Championship game this year. Ugh. Anyway, looking at the NFL divisional round final game between the Chiefs and the Bills, I think this is the year where the Bills end up winning. I'm going the home team wins every game, which is totally not the right strategy to have when you're picking games. But I think every home team is going to win. The Chiefs have been weird. They got past a not great Miami team that was banged up and injured. And the Bills have kind of momentum. Patrick Mahomes has to go up into Buffalo, it's going to be rowdy. Uh, you know, as long as the Bills play smart, they have a chance to win. So those are my predictions. Ravens, 49ers, Lions, and Bills this weekend. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 19th. The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com.